KG, and this is not safe for network. Get in there, you big boy. Oh. I don't care what you smell. Oh my God, this girl's really turning me on. I, I didn't quite get that. Think it again. Forget I thought it. It's a pressure valve. It won't open unless there's tremendous pressure. Oh, no, not the beast! Monta. Not the beast! Monta. Ah! I love my eyes! Monta. Montucky Skies. Hey, welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. So we are doing our very first Facebook Live. I'm waving my stepdaughter off. She's distracting us already. <laughs> Way but, to uh, go. Yeah, so we're going to answer any of your questions you have about Skies. Uh, we're going to do any questions about pop culture. We got our own stuff to talk about. Hey, we actually got somebody watching us. Oh, nice. Is and- that... It might just be uh, the Facebook bot. So, <laughs> Well, hey, Facebook bot, we got some news for you about the RoboCop remake. So Paul Verhoeven was asked about it. Uh, I love this, dude. He, he nailed this. Like, you know how a lot of people are catty about their movies or they talk good about it because they're just like, eh, you know, I'm making a dollar off of it, whatever. <laughs> like, that's kind of John Carpenter's approach. He never talks crap about the movie because he's always on as a producer. He does nothing. He just lets him do it, and he rakes in that cold, hard cash. Yeah, and how many remakes has John Carpenter made? So he really doesn't have a lot of leg to stand on as far as bashing but remakes. Dude, he Carpenter. makes great remakes. Who, Carpenter? Yeah. Oh, I I don't know that he's ever... What the remakes? thing? Oh, yeah, okay. You're right, you're right. That was a thing from another world. They did that on the Alien Movie Project, I think. Um, but yeah, so like Paul Verhoeven was saying, this is a quote, Somehow they seem to think that the lightness of, say, Total Recall and RoboCop is a hindrance. So they take the somewhat absurd stories and make them too serious. I think that's a mistake, especially in RoboCop when he awakens. They gave him the same brain. He's horribly injured and amputated victim, which is horrifying and and very tragic from the beginning. So we didn't do that in RoboCop. His brain is gone and he only has flashes of memory and needs to go to the computer to find out who he is. I think by not having a robot or by having a robot brain, you make the movie much heavier, and I don't think that helps the movie in any way. It becomes silly or absurd, but in the wrong way. Both those movies needed the distance of satire and comedy to situate it for audiences. Playing it straight without any humor is a problem and not an improvement. Dude, does that nail it or what? Yeah, I mean, that's there's a lot of things going on in RoboCop. Satire is one, but it doesn't take itself that serious almost no, no it's it, it is so brilliant and funny um you have the whole resurrection story which is like the heart of it but then there's just the goofy new stuff which has <laughs> sadly become what the news has become nowadays but in the remake they pretty much take the news and put it just like it is now they just add some holograms right yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, but but they totally nailed that. I mean, like the remake. The thing that I could never get over when I watch it is just how much of him is left as a man, and it just like it really like bums you out when you're watching the movie. So I didn't like. I thought it was a good movie, but I didn't get that sense of fun that I got out of RoboCop, and that's a real problem. Like RoboCop should be fun. It's. Pr- I mean, listen to the title, RoboCop. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, there's nothing not ridiculous about that title. It was so ridiculous that all the cast members were like, 
so you're gonna change the name of this the movie right like this this is just the working title he's like <laughs> oh Paul no he's like no 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 this is our title i don't know how he actually sounds but we'll just use a generic bad russian accent for him you this know is the, the title the best part about you know the like robocop is such like an icon and community had like a long-standing joke about robocop they actually had like a series of films called the kick puncher movies the kick puncher kick movies. puncher it's basically uh <laughs> your wife's giving us some advice to what me to be up on a phone book so i'm the same height <laughs> it's gonna take more than a phone book have you seen the hell on a phone book he's, lately he's actually scooted closer to us and i do have a shorter chair <laughs> <laughs> we did our best we did our best <laughs> Your your daughter seems to like it so far. I guess it's uh we're not talking about Star Trek, so that's a bonus. <laughs> Speaking of your daughters, um, your younger daughter, uh, Sydney, if I could talk about her for a second. So I saw her at school today. She was telling me that she was mad that your brother's got all your D and D books now. Yeah, she wants to play D and D. Yeah, and again, it goes back to community. Really, <laughs> it was. It, what, Okay, so what what was it in community that made there, her want to play There were two Dungeons and Dragons episodes. One they uh there's this kid uh they called Fat Neil that was started to get like really depressed and was about ready to commit suicide like he started giving all his stuff away. And like they all, the the main group decide or uh sees that somebody in trouble so they like have a D&D game or a game of D&D just to, like, you know, make him feel worth living. Hey, by the way, your wife is trolling me right now. <laughs> she just made me look and pointed it out. <laughs> <laughs> God, I got such bad eyes. I need some glasses. <laughs> well, I'm I'm thinking, I told her she should get started on a video game. I think that's a good entryway into Dungeons & Dragons. So maybe throw her like a, a NES modulator and put in like adventures, not Legends of Zelda, but the adventures of Link or like some Final Fantasy or something. You know what I mean? Like get, get it started on that RPG so she can see how it goes and then kind of work out from there. Yeah. Then throw in the dice. Okay. What else we got here? We'll read off. So River is saying... She has a question. She has a question. All right, River, we're ready for your question. But because there's a gigantic delay, uh, we might have to talk about something else while I'm waiting for your question. Uh, Jess says, nothing but love for you, Biggie. (laughs) And my daughter, Shannon, says, mom's the height of a troll, too. It's true. <laughs> okay, this is this is some remake news that I feel I feel conflicted about, Brandon. I feel conflicted. Now, if there was one movie company we watched a lot of when we were in high school, it was Troma Team, right? I watched a few of them. I don't know how well I would say a lot of them. Did but you watch I've... a lot of USA Up all night? It was a staple. <laughs> I feel like it was the same few different ones. The Toxic Avenger. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> high, uh, high School High? Was no, that no, that's not it. No, no, not High School. Rock and Roll High School? Maybe. Did it the have one with a the Ramones? Of, 
No, 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 not that one. Oh, oh, it was like uh, uh, Fallout High. Fallout High and Fallout High 2 and 3. <laughs> was it Fallout High? I was like Nukem High. Nukem High. That's, That's a class it. of Nukem High. That's we it. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> class of Nukem High. There was uh, Tromeo and Juliet. There was Toxic Avenger 2 and 3. I know they had the Sergeant Kabuki man. Oh, that's right. That was one NYPD. I never, that was one I never actually saw. But um, they're remaking the Toxic Avenger. The director is going to be Conrad Vernon, who directed Sausage Party. So from what I've heard, that could be good. But he also directed Madagascar 3. So I don't know. Oh, I, I didn't catch River's question, whatever it was, but she loves our fighting. Anyway, so uh, so it's written by Chris Poole and Mark Arnold, uh, who wrote Archer. But according to Deadline, it's supposed to be more grounded and mainstream version of the film. <laughs> I'm very uneasy know. about that. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and I'm hoping that that's just like the company trying to throw out that line and sound cool about it. Or whatever, like, no, no, you're going to like this movie. It's going to be a $100 million movie. You can't make a Toxic <laughs> no, Avenger movie God, and make no. $100 million. That is not that happening. That will just ruin it. Yeah, I don't care how good Deadpool was. That ain't happening. No. Um, my brother asked, do you think Defenders will show up in Infinity Wars? No. Um, so there was, a, I read an article on this. Um, it was a guy who spent some time talking with... Uh, uh, Kevin Fig and uh, I think it's Jeff Loeb is running the Netflix arm. And so basically what they were saying was initially their intention was to have a lot of crossover between the Netflix shows and the movies. But what they're discovering is the TV schedule is killing them. And it's a lot of the same production team that works on all the shows. And so they, they just don't have the time to like, um, fit into the movie schedules so if you see them it's probably cgi i wouldn't doubt that they sneak one or two in i hope i would love to see it but i think that they're more and grounded in doing their own thing and just having passing references to the to the movies you know i think logistically and i think that's part of why dc decided to uh go split the universes between the tv universe and the movie universe um, just cause you know, the TV universe, they're doing 23 episodes seasons and then you're trying to throw the movie into that. Like you could probably bring somebody from the TV universe into the uh, movie universe, but going the other way is probably not going to happen. No, no, no. They're two biggest stars. Even if you manage to get uh, Robert Downey Jr. in a Spider-Man movie, you ain't getting him in a TV show. His Ally McBeal days are over. Um, okay, so River's asking my outlook on the Marvel Universe right now. Um, I really like it. Uh, but that does lead me to a, a talking point I was going to bring up. Um, there's a really good YouTube out video out right now that's talking about the symphonic choices for Marvel movies and why they're less than stellar. And we've talked about this a few times on the show. Um, I'd mentioned like the Dark Knight trilogy, you know, like there's just nothing that grabs me in those movies. And it's the same with the Marvel movies. Like there's really no music that can kind of stand out that you think of. And part of it is because there's this movement with filmmakers now where they're really busy trying to um, 
Like they want they want to get the tone of the scene right and everything, so they make sure everything's right and they don't tell anything with the music. They just have it sit there and try and be quiet. Your brothers, do yeah. you want to? Okay, but um, so so it starts with that. Then when they have them score scenes, they hand in temp tracks, which means they edit to a song. And then they basically want him to copy the song but do it legally. So like Danny Elfman gets pissed when he gets handed these temp tracks and he's like, he doesn't want, he says it makes his job like 10 times harder because now he's got to make like a legal version of the song which he doesn't want to do. And you might be thinking like, well, why is that a big deal? Well, let's think about like the Star Wars trilogy, for example. Like if you pull out the music out of Star Wars it's not that great. Like, I hate to say it, but I, I'll bring one one scene in particular uh, that I think is a good example. And so, to be clear, you're saying that the, the movie's not great without the symphonic score. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I, I like the movie a lot. Um, I love it, in fact, but the music just elevates it. And George Lucas knew it. That's why he went around and changed everything on it. But it adds a lot to it. And so the scene I want to talk about is... Um, there was Luke Skywalker and he's sitting there. It's in tattooing before, you know, the uncle dies or anything like that. And he's sitting there watching the sunset and tattooing, you know, and they have that music that dun, 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 dun. There's no words. There's no sound. You don't hear the wind of the desert. You don't hear anything. You don't hear him crying as little like white boy tears or anything. Like all you hear is this amazing song and it makes you think and it makes you like put yourself in his place. And it sort of, it creates the mood for you beyond what you see on the screen. And so that, that's why I think it is a problem. Like as great as the Marvel movies are, there's room for improvement. And I think that's an area that they can improve a lot on. I mean, that's my opinion, but what do you think about it? You know, I think you touched on a lot of what I feel about it because, um, and I know we've talked about it on the post or the podcast in the past where, um, you know, they do tend to emphasize a lot of what's going on, but there's nothing that really stands out as far as what's going on listening wise. Um, so, I mean, nothing like that. I mean, that scene you just described from Star Wars, A New Hope, is, I mean, that is a classic scene. And, I mean, that's probably sets the bar for, you know, what to achieve uh, thematic-wise for music. So, you know, there is a lot that they could improve. Okay, I want to answer Brent's question here, uh, but I need help with this. Which character is Will in Stranger Things? Will is the one that got abducted at the very beginning of the show. He's the one that they're searching for. Okay, Brent Beardsley. I I don't remember seeing anything that indicates he has powers. If you saw anything, let me know. But I think that would be a fun wrinkle to play with is, if there is. Have you seen anything? Well, the very last scene. I had a spoilers, loud living room. Spoilers. When, yeah, I had a loud living room when I was watching that. If you, ha- if you haven't listened. Don't listen if you haven't seen the end of Stranger Things. But the very last scene, it's uh, I believe it was actually at Christmas, and there the uh, Winona Ryder and the brother that looks like one of the Phoenix brothers, and or the yeah, 
Yeah, River Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, him and Will were all sitting around Christmas, and then Will goes into the bathroom and like coughs up some of the little alien babies. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yes, I think he's got powers. <laughs> I think that. There's, I think there's he's got to definitely here. got like a connection to the upside down. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I, I only watch it once. Okay, so Shannon uh, Beardsley is asking, basically, why do we hate Jared Leto's Joker? Um, we'll start with Kylo that Ren one. And, and Kylo Ren. Okay, um, I have turned the corner on Kylo Ren. I will say that. Um, I, I think it's just fun to make, poke fun at him. I yeah, think he's, he's goofy. A good, he's goofy. I, th- I think he's a good villain. I just think it's fun to just joke on him some yeah i didn't like him at first and it's purely because of girls and uh i'm not gonna get into the reason why in girls but uh if you decide to go down that rabbit hole and your dad lets you of the show girls on hbo uh watch the pilot and you'll understand it was like a visceral thing but i'm such a bigger star wars nerd than a girls fan that like (laughs) i finally overrode it by like the third time i went to it in the theater and i saw it four times so I don't know what I saw two more times on Blu-ray. I'm such a nerd. (laughs) Uh, uh, So, okay. Jared Leto is the Joker. I didn't hate Jared Leto as the Joker. My problems are with his wardrobing. Um, I, I don't like the look they were giving him. I don't think that the tattoos, I don't think he would sit still long enough to wear a tattoo uh, or to get a tattoo put on him or the grill. Yeah, or the grill for that matter. Um, I didn't like how, I don't know, I, I didn't like their take on him necessarily. In terms of Jared Leto's performance, I thought it was fine. Like, I, I had no problem with it. I don't hate the Joker in this uh, iteration. Um, I much prefer Heath Ledger's, but that's because it reminds me of the Joker in the comic that I guess is my favorite Joker in the comic. Like, just he's capable of anything at any time. And so he's a really frightening yeah. villain for me, which is what I really liked about that. You like, know, I thought it was an amazing performance. One thing that Heath Ledger's Joker brought to the table that hadn't really been done as far as the movie movies had been concerned is the uh, him being a true wild card where he could do both good or evil depending on what suits him at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you had no idea what he was up to. The dude was just chaotic as all hell. Okay, um, let's see. Okay, so here's here's some more news that uh, came out recently. So I might need some help on this. I know you you you're a little bit of an X Men fan. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, Mister Sinister has been confirmed by Brian Singer to be in Wolverine three. Um, so here's my question: Is the old man Logan story just? out the window because everything I've heard doesn't seem to line up. And when you look at this, like apparently this is a guy who clones people and he's like a mad scientist. Do you know more about that right now? Than I, yeah, I just did a quick look. I guess, I guess he had something to do with apocalypse. Did you read the apocalypse? You know, like, I started about? reading the apocalypse line and I got through the first two comics of it and it just didn't hold me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, neither did the movie. <laughs> I, I, you know, that was a movie too that I, I did enjoy when I walked out. I mean, I was, I was not wild about it, but I, I enjoyed it. 
I, the more and more I think back on that movie, I'm just like, uh, it falls apart yeah, real quick. It falls apart real fast. Like when you start pulling at those little threads, and maybe that's not fair for like a goofy superhero movie, but that's what happens to almost all the X Men movies for me. And I'm trying to think of which ones haven't fallen apart for me. The first three definitely have, and I think age has a lot to do with that. But the third one, I, I wasn't totally wild about when I saw that one either. Yeah. Um, Wolverine, the first one, I enjoyed it. But then, I don't know. I kept thinking about that one, and I never went back and watched it. I didn't really like Deadpool in it. And we've seen clearly that they can do a better job at Deadpool. So, Yeah, you know... The first Wolverine. The second I, one was pretty good. I, I like just wa- rewatched it a few months ago. Um, my daughter picked it up at a pawn shop for like a buck. Mm-hmm. How <laughs> how does that hold up? You know, if you take the Deadpool stuff out of it, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I mean, the stuff with the where he's on the farmstead and some of that stuff holds up really well. But when you start getting it. I mean, the whole Deadpool story is just fucked. Oh, <laughs> dude, they they sewed his mouth shut. Like, that is the worst thing you could do to Deadpool. You're just taking away the only thing that people love about him. Yeah. I mean, people say other things, but ultimately it's his mouth. He's the merc with the mouth. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else? Um, okay, that old man Logan story, just to... I know I've touched on this in the podcast before, which... You can check out at uh, montuckyskies.blogspot.com. You can check us out on iTunes. There's so many platforms we're on. I don't even know all of them. I think we're on Zune's platform, if that's still a thing. Uh, we're on like podcast land. So, and we will be talking about 30 minutes past this live video. So there will be more. Uh, but we don't want to annoy you guys too long with the video. So, But anyway... So I know I've talked about the old man Logan thing, but I just want to touch on it again because this is one more element that makes that screams to me that they can't do old man Logan right if they try to do this. You can't get Hulk. That's a problem. He is the main villain of that story. Yeah. You can't get Kingpin. That's not a huge problem, but it is a problem. I mean, he's he's owned by Marvel at this point, and Fox and Marvel don't get along very well. Um, you can't get Hawkeye, who's the partner, and they decided to do Professor X, which I guess can work, but it's weird. It's a whole different skill set. Um, you can't do Mysterio, who I don't want to spoil the story if you haven't read it, so you should read it, but Mysterio is res- single-handedly responsible for this entire scenario, and I can't think of a villain that Fox has uh, like um, access to to make that scenario play out to where the old man Logan storyline could happen because it does involve trickery with Wolverine. And I don't know another character that's capable of that. Like any kind of illusion. Like, is there, is there an X-Men capable of illusion that Fox has? (sighs) They kind of kill. It looked like they killed Scarlet witch in the last one. If that's the case, that was their one chance. (laughs) So, I hope that's not who Fassbender's <laughs> daughter was in that movie because well, you just screwed your were, old man Logan storyline if it was. they were. I think they were really trying to like push it being um, uh, Scar- Scarlet Witch. I mean, she was talking to forest animals and doing the whole Druid sort of thing. So I, I think they... Uh, 
buried Scarlet Witch before she even started. Yeah. Yeah, and I that was one of those things. I'm sure that that was an FU to Marvel because they For did For killing it. Quicksilver? Yeah. I mean, like, they introduced Quicksilver just to kill him, to just... <laughs> <laughs> just confuse people in the Fox Fox movie. You know, the casual fan who has no idea about superheroes, but they go to see the movies on occasion. Now they're confused because they're just like, why is this Evan Turner? Ki-? Not Evan Turner. He's a blazer now. Um, Evan Peters. Evan Peters, yeah. Yeah, River has a giant poster, and she's she's uh, blushing right now. <laughs> That's my stepdaughter, folks. Okay, um, Okay, this is something I'm excited about. Batman Return of the Caped Crusaders. Have you heard about this? No. This is amazing, dude. Okay. So it's going to be the news. Some people know about it. The news is it's going to be in theaters for one night. Same thing they did at the Killing Joke and a couple cartoon movies. But it's going to be Adam West and Burt Ward reprising their animated bodies. <laughs> and then they got Julie Newmar as Catwoman. Nice. And the commercial for it that they put I, up, I was in with, with the words Adam West. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right away. And Burt Ward sounds exactly alike, by the way. Like, Adam West sounds older. Burt Ward still sounds like a 15-year-old kid. It's it's uncanny. <laughs> but uh, so they went and, uh, and uh, they made a, a little ad. And so basically, Batman and, and uh, Robin, I think it's the Riddler. I don't remember who the villain is, but basically they're going to cook him. And they're in an old school TV tray, like the old foil ones with the separate sections. And they're slowly going into the fire. <laughs> and then they stop to turn to the camera and plug their, their show. And it's hilarious. Like the whole setup is just like the old 60s show. Fun. Yeah. I can't wait, dude. It's about time that they... I'm, isn't it shocking they haven't pulled them in for cartoons since the 70s? Like that was the last time. It was like Super Friends. Well... Outside of the Batman, yes, because Adam West has a recurring uh, character on Family Guy. Okay, he he plays uh, Mayor Adam West. So we got to talk about something serious here. Um, our daughters are in love with Evan Peters. Do you understand this in the least? Uh, American Horror Story. Okay, so they're know. they're they're in love with Lobster Boy. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you can text out. You can text out your response. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't understand it. Like, uh, I guess he's good looking. I guess <laughs> I. It's the same as like Adam Driver hearing that he's attractive. I mean, sure, I I don't know, but he doesn't look attractive to me. I don't he's, have a man crush on either one, Evan Peters or Adam Driver, so I can't follow it. He sort of looks like he fell asleep. Uh, like Adam Driver I'm talking about. He looks like he fell asleep on a steam table and his face is <laughs> made of clay or something. Sort it just started melt. melting. Yeah. <laughs> like and they sort of woke up and then fell asleep on the other side and that's that started to he melt. Like, he sort of looks like Bruce Campbell in when he falls in the Necronomicon and pulls himself out after a few shakes. Not like the first shake. The second to last shape. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> the one where he where he grabs his chin and does that. <laughs> yeah, that that was not spectacular to see, but at least we're doing stuff for your video. <laughs> see, you're not wasting your time just sitting out with the the podcast. 
Um, okay, so we see my wife. She uh, chimed in a few minutes ago about uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, she was saying that her theory is uh, somebody will travel back in time to get pick up the Scarlet Witch. I don't know. I mean, that's a viable theory. I mean, oh, they've so like, traveled in time before, but so grabbing her as a child and then raising her somewhere and then going back in time again. I don't that know. is a lot of time travel. <laughs> it could be that they just did well, it. Well, let's as see a what happens not... with uh, Deadpool two and Cable. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. That that's gonna be that's gotta be time travel stuff. Okay, so we are now going to do fifty things millennials have never heard of, according to Rolling Stone. And this is pretty simple. It's just stuff that, you know, from pop culture otherwise that millennials have no idea about. So I tested River on this just to see how true it is because she's she's the millennial I had within, you know, 100 feet of me. So I pulled her over and she's happy to help out. So here's number one. Too legit to quit. Yeah, I can see millennials having no clue. We'll, we'll throw out like you having a guess as to whether I have the answer yes or no here and then explanations if there is one. So do you think Rivers heard of Too Legit to Quit? No. Yeah, she had never heard of it. I like I am so used to Hammer as like a, a uh, allegory for wasting your money <laughs> that I thought that maybe they had heard of it, but I wasn't shocked to hear that she had no idea who Hammer was or too legit to quit. Um, Kush balls. I'm guessing yes. See, I thought yes because she had one and played with it. Had no idea. Now, see, we were at uh, Staples about a week ago, and we're walking through, and they had like a bin of like office toys. Uh-huh. And they had like an entire like chunk of koosh balls. And and I know for a while we had one that me and my wife would throw around with the kids. However, River was probably in like second or third grade. And I don't know that we use the term koosh ball because I think that legitimate koosh balls probably don't exist anymore. Well, this was a licensed koosh ball. That oh, we were a licensed koosh ball. I think we had a knockoff koosh ball. So, yeah. Um, I remember we were tossing around one with my grandma and it landed in the fire briefly. And there was like a whole bunch of like charred pieces that were shorter. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, we did that too. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe it was with you and I'm, I'm, uh, combining two memories. I tend to do that sometime. Yeah. Cause it melt like instantly melted down to like a nub. Was it yellow? I don't remember the color. Okay. <laughs> there is a possibility I did it with my grandma, and then I was like, you should throw that in the fire. <laughs> like, it's possible I try to recreate it. Okay, Marky Mark and the funch, Funky Bunch. Now, see, I, I'm trying to think, like, whether my millennial dollar, daughter would know this, and I would say yes, just because we watched, like, the Wahlbergs and stuff. So River had no idea. She knew who Mark Wahlberg was, had never heard of the Funky Well, see, Bunch. we've made plenty of references to Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> Back when Mark Wahlberg was Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, Taylor Dane. 
I don't know who that is, so I'm gonna say no. So I read out the songs that were on on there, and I knew what they were when I read it, but I don't remember the songs. So uh, yeah, River had no idea, and I even sang two of them to her, and she was just like, "I don't know what that is." Yeah, no idea. Uh, Temple of the Dog, Hunger Strike. I don't know what that is. I feel no like that's for older. I feel like that's for Generation Xers. We're like on the cusp, so. Yeah, yeah, she had no idea, obviously. Ross Perot? Probably not. Yeah, she had no idea. I guess that's not... That's probably one of those things that's very quick. Like, if they're teaching anything about Clinton, I'm going to guess it's, like, the impeachment. Yeah, you know, it's probably... I know, thinking back to when I was in high school, when they started going through, like, American history... Like the first hundred years was like an entire semester, and then the next hundred years, and then like the last three weeks is the last 50 years. So, I feel like I remember in eighth grade, we spent a lot of time on like Vietnam. Yeah, um, I'm gonna chalk that up to boomers like being very self important, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. There's a lot of shit that happened in that era, so I feel like we spent some time there, but it was like mid 70s forward nah like not a lot of time yeah i think the only time we deviate away from history to relatively current events was during the 92 election this was one that was a little surprising to me but when i think back in the terms we were just talking about i guess it shouldn't be mikhail gorbachev she had no idea i could see that yeah yeah no idea whatsoever and i started thinking about it and it was like yeah, I guess that, I mean, that's another leader, so it's probably You know what, over. what's funny, because I was, on Saturday night, we were just flipping through YouTube, and I, uh, my daughter wanted to see some, a disturbing music video, so I put on uh, Genesis Land of Confusion. <laughs> We've watched that, yeah. I've watched that a couple of times, because I'm always like, hey, Sereni, look. They're going to talk about Superman in this song. And then there's like creepy puppets and stuff. Superman dressed up as old man Superman. Yeah. And Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan puppets. Oh, that, I recall. if you haven't seen this video, get on YouTube right now and oh, yeah. watch it. Dude, it's worth it whether you like Genesis or not. Um, okay. Jack Palance's Oscar push-ups. No idea. Yeah, there. I don't know. Not a surprise that there. There was. No you could idea. have probably stopped at Jack Palance, and yeah. there's a good chance they Dude, don't know. My kids have. There's a hundred percent possibility they've never seen City Slickers. <laughs> just saying. We were just watching a YouTube video today, and they had a City Slickers quote. Okay, the B girl. Oh, you're tossing it around. I'm really tossing it around. So here's what I will It's funny because I think my youngest daughter would know because I've watched the video. The video. So you might want to rethink that because I've totally watched it with them and no idea. No idea about the B-girl. And then I sang No Rain and she knew No Rain. She totally knows that song. Couldn't remember the B-girl. But I know I've watched that video with them. So, yeah. Uh, getting film developed. No idea. So no idea the struggles that was. 
River knew about it, and it's because I've talked about it. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I've talked about endlessly. Anything that involves, like, movies or, like, pictures or anything artsy, I talk about fucking to the you, end You of know time. what's one of those things that I never thought about as a kid, but totally, like, in retrospect, like, duh, was developing film reels. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a bitch. You know, and I've, I I never gave it any thought when I was younger. And then it's been in the last, I'd say, two or three years that it, like, really just, like, hit me in the face. Like, oh, they're just regular film. You have to develop them like a regular yeah. <laughs> <laughs> picture. Because we're old and we think about these things. <laughs> um, the song, I Can't Dance. No. No, she had no idea. <laughs> Again, um, Genesis pops up. <laughs> yeah, she had heard Phil Collins songs. I know this for a fact because we've listened to... Uh, my wife absolutely loves In the Air Tonight. She's listened to that a lot. And so when she listens to that, I insist on uh, playing... Take a look at me now. It's just an empty space. And you coming back to me is against all odds. That's a chance I'll have to take. I love that because it's like, it's the perfect depressing pop song. (laughs) There is no pop song more depressing. Oh, sure. There's pop songs as depressing, but none. Well, all right. There's one pop song more depressing. Only one. That's it. It's Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. That's the only one. Would you say Candle in the Wind is a pop song? Yeah. I don't think that's more depressing. <laughs> Talking about Marilyn Monroe dying or Princess Diane. I mean, she was an icon and everything, but come on. <laughs> like more depressing than Tears in Heaven? Oh, or, uh, dude. Phil Collins? <laughs> Tears in Heaven's probably that's like brutal. Tear jerk. That's, that's only more brutal if you know the story. Yeah. I think. You're like if you just listen to his song. It's probably not that depressing, but if you know that Eric Clapton's son died and that's why he wrote the song, it's pretty freaking dark. It's hard. You know, it's funny. Just just one last thing before we go on to the next one. Um, I alluded to earlier, we were watching, doing a YouTube dive last Saturday, and we were talking about weird videos, and it started out with uh, Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. Yeah, and that's, that's where it went to. Video. That's where it went into uh, land of confusion. Um, I I've got some stuff to say. I was watching some Beavis and Butthead videos with River because <laughs> you know it's funny. I've gone the exact opposite direction. When we were in high school, I fucking hated it when they cut to the videos. I just wanted to watch the cartoons. And now that they've edited it all so that they don't pay the bands and they just do the cartoons when they do show them on MTV Two or whatever. I miss the videos. <laughs> I've done the exact opposite, especially because there's a lot of great bands that I didn't appreciate when I was in eighth and ninth grade. Yeah. I fucking love now. Like Ween had two different Beavis and Butthead videos. Ween, Alice in Chains had a pretty good reputation on there. Yeah. Um, there was a, there, a lot. Faith of No More was, yeah. had a video that was good on there. Yeah. There was a lot of good ones. Um, but I'll get back to that when we get there. Um, I, okay. Ice T colors, the album. No, I wasn't exactly sure what album that was. And then I read cop killer and I'm like, okay, at least <laughs> I got that reference. She had never heard of cop killer. Obviously 
It's not going to play on the radio in Helena, Montana. So she's got no idea. David Faustino. No. Yeah, no idea. We watched Married with Children, but when I started thinking about it, I'm not sure we ever watched it with the kids, but we watched a lot of reruns of it because FX reran it all the time. Yeah, no idea. No idea about Bud Bundy. Is that a good thing? I think so. Probably. Yeah. It's, it's better not to know who David Faustino is. 227. No idea. Yeah, no idea. I don't know if I've ever actually watched a full episode. Maybe like one or two. It was on after something I watched when I was a kid, so I'd seen it more than a few times. But, dude, I was so little. I remember very little about 227. The only thing I really remember is the dude from the Jeffersons was in it, I think. I'm pretty sure he was in it. Like George Jefferson, which I saw way more. Um, Arliss. No idea. No, no idea. We don't have to cover that anymore. Uh, Ellen Cleghorn. No. So she hadn't heard of Ellen Cleghorn. I know she's probably seen her, but maybe not how known so? her. How so? You know that I don't know how big SNL is in your family, but we've watched a lot of reruns of SNL and stuff. She just started to turn the corner on it when she moved back with us, but... I haven't pushed it lately. Um, I think when they start the new season, I'm going to start making an effort to watch it live. Because it's, I don't know, that's something my mom did with me and I really loved it. And then at a certain point when she wanted to just sleep, she would let us stay up and watch it every Saturday. And that was the shit for me. It's probably part of the reason why I love Saturday Night Live so much. It's just like those shows that were on when you're a kid that you like that are still around. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel that with The Simpsons extremely hard. Simpsons has been there for me almost my entire life. You know, like, if you count the Tracy Ullman show bumpers, which I totally watched the Tracy Ullman show. We were into the Tracy Ullman show when when uh, it was on. Like, that sh- The Simpsons have been around with me since I was, like, eight years old. So that's pretty the fucking s- crazy. I have watched The Simpsons before... Like- Fox was in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess I did too. <laughs> I don't know when that was because I was in Oregon at the 84 time. 84 sticks in my head for some reason. or Oh, dude. No, no, no. no. Or was it 88? The show was like 87, 88, I think. So, yeah. But still, Fox was pretty new. Like, Tracy Ullman show was one of the first shows it had. So, And by the way, if you watch, like, they have whole episodes on YouTube. If you ever go back to watch that, pretty much the entire cast of The Simpsons, like the voice cast, is in that show. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing different people. Um, you can totally tell Julie Kavner immediately the voice of Marge, Marge. because of her voice. Uh, Homer is Dan Castellaneta, and it's weird watching those old clips because he still had hair. I'm so used to him being like a hairless dude. A three-haired guy. Not Homer, but I mean like... Uh, like on Parks and Rec, he was the radio NPR style guy. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so Ellen Clayhorn, she did not know who she was. However, she had heard of Queen Shaniqua on the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls has had like a surprising run. Like, <laughs> like seriously. You know, your I feel know the I Golden f- Girls. 
think they um, they know of them, but I don't think they've okay. seen anything. It seems like more. But girls there's a lot. There's a not. lot of millennials. I think there was like you and I were in the generation that kind of. Well, we were kids out. when it was on, so I was like, fuck that show. But it was on a lot at the retirement home when I was working there. And uh, I got to say, man, it's pretty good. You like, know, everything I've watched showing, like, when I've watched reruns of it, hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, we didn't <laughs> give it a fair shake when we were kids. Um, okay, the show Dinosaurs. Is that the one with the... Not the mama. Yeah. You think I'm going to say yes. Yes. And this one was Netflix. We No, we had the DVDs before oh. Netflix. So yeah. Yeah. They'd say, and they loved it. Not the mom, a huge, huge hit. Um, answering machines. Ooh, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. She had heard of them. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Von Oy, she was six from Blossom, the one who talked really fast with the big hat. No, 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 no idea. Uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's Blossom might be a 50 50. Really, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've never seen Blossom rerun, I've never seen it streaming anywhere. I feel like Blossom just fell into, the I feel ether. like some of uh. But because of my Bialik is probably the only tie to modern culture with Blossom. Yeah, yeah because of uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. But so, which was why I'm kind of surprised that I haven't seen it anywhere, dude. Nobody knows about whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. That is the worst catchphrase ever, right? What is the worst catchphrase? And whoa. I'm having a struggle Did picking. I do that? At least that was like, well, that that would be worse now because there's no way they could have a frame of reference for like the old lady. Oh, wait. No, no I'm thinking I've fallen and I can't get up. Eh. Yeah, Urkel's the worst. That's what I'm getting at. Um, Hobie Buchanan from Baywatch. Who? Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> Dude, know. Dude, I, I don't even get that one. So I knew Baywatch, but I mean, I, I'm more of the Yasmin Belief, Angie yes. Harmon, uh, Pamela, Pamela Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Uh, oh, Yasmin Belief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Reversal of Fortune, the movie. No. Yeah, nobody watches that movie anymore. Dude, why would they know? Sybil Shepherd. No. No. And if I had gotten my way four or five nights ago, she would totally know who Sybil Shepherd was because I wanted to watch Taxi Driver, but things happened and I just couldn't get around to putting it on. I wanted to watch Taxi Driver with River. I think she'd really appreciate that movie, especially the end. You know what I'm talking about, the end of the movie. Yeah. You think it's the end and then it's not the end. It's brilliant. Uh, Dabney Coleman. We were talking about this out on the porch when we took a little break. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Don't forget Drexel's class. Do you remember Drexel's class? Uh, not really. Oh, it was great. Dabney Coleman was a teacher and he was doing Dabney Coleman things with the kids. (laughs) Just Dabney Coleman, man. Plays the same guy over and over again. Sometimes you love him. Sometimes you hate him. You think they know who he is? 
River had no idea. No idea. Yeah, no idea whatsoever. That's too bad. Dabney Coleman was great. Yeah, he had a great run in the early 80s, and then... Drexel's class, early 90s. That was probably his last hurrah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. No idea. No. No, that's called Cribs now. <laughs> Do they even Dude, have that was cribs called anymore? Cribs 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This one broke my heart a little bit. Clyde Drexler. No. Yeah, she didn't until she saw She'll the just blazer. like looked around. And then and I like... scrolled down and like showed the blazer uniform and she saw the 22 and we just talked about this and then nothing. <laughs> and I was like, I just told you, like we had the same favorite number 22. It's like, I just told you it's because of Clyde Drexler. And she's like, oh, well, I know you like the blazers. <laughs> <laughs> and Clyde Drexler, like he was in this era with like so many great superstars that it's just like, of course he's the one that's left out. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, who do you think crazy. was going up against Michael Jordan? Clyde Drexler, that's who, right? That's yeah. right. <laughs> and a lot of other people, too. That's the problem. Charles Barkley and others. You ever watch Family Ties? I did. Okay. Nick from Family Ties. You know, mm. the punk boyfriend of Valerie? No. Yeah. Yeah, she had no idea. Uh, Corn Nemec, who played Parker Lewis from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. I don't know if she could get Parker Lewis Can't no, Lose. No, dude. Why is that show not rerun? Oh, that that show was so if great. If they put that streaming on anywhere, I have a feeling it's not as good as we're remembering. But I totally I want, want to I see want it. I want to know. know. I want yes. to know. It's probably on YouTube. Why are we even wasting <laughs> our time? You know, you know the whole run is on YouTube. You know that... That's I remember like watching so many. Like I used to love that show. Let's be fair though. Have you ever once searched out Parker Lewis can't lose on a streaming site? Like ever? No, but I have done. I've done Google searches on Parker Lewis in the last three years. Oh yeah, because I I had this Parker Lewis shirt and I was gonna go for Parker Lewis for Halloween. <laughs> the reference that nobody would get, dude. Even Parker Lewis fans would forget. I don't even really totally remember what Parker Lewis looked like. I remember Jerry's coat with a <laughs> like every time he pulled something out. Yeah, and if you if you don't know what we're really talking about, watch uh, Mallrats again. Silent Bob basically his trench coat yeah yeah jerry and uh parker lewis can't lose it was basically a ferris bueller ripoff like okay here's sorry here's what happened this is an interesting history so ferris bueller came out and was a gigantic hit okay so then they were like we're gonna make the ferris bueller tv show so they made that and then they made a knockoff of ferris bueller called parker lewis can't lose Ferris Bueller, the show, total garbage. Went away immediately. Parker Lewis can't lose. Maybe three seasons on Fox? It three, was a, yeah. I feel like it was a hit at first, and then I think it probably it did, lost its audience. But It did. I think it had its real rejuvenation and syndication on USA. Okay. I didn't even know it had syndication. That's great. That's where I've watched it was USA. And Rugrats still totally present, still around. The mother in Rugrats is Melanie Chartoff. Uh, that's who does the voice. She was the principal in Parker Lewis Can't Lose. A little bit of trivia. Nice. There. I figured that out when I was a kid. Okay, Lauren Hawley. No. 
she recognized her from Dumb and Dumber. She knew Lauren Hall. She saw the picture and knew her. And then I read off the movies and of course, I mean, we watched Dumb and yeah. Dumber a lot. Uh, Nelson, the band. No. No, no idea. Bushwick Bill. No. I'm going to be honest, dude. I don't know who Bushwick Bill is. <laughs> I was, I, I, I was familiar, hoping you were going to fill yeah, in more because I have no I'm clue. familiar with the name. I was hoping that you would know. <laughs> Not even a spark. This one broke my heart a little bit, but then I thought about his body of work, and I was like, yeah, no way. Judge Reinhold. No. Yeah. Yeah, there's this, I started going through it, and I was like, there's nothing. Maybe like one of her kids' movies. He had like towards the end of his career, if he's not still going. Has she gone know. down the Fast Times trail yet? No, but when we were talking, I was like, I was like, you know what? I have a DVD of Fast Times. You should watch it. Do not watch it when I'm around. It's <laughs> like, really, I'm like, yeah, there's sex stuff. It'd be uncomfortable, but I really think you would like it. Like, I really think you would like that movie. So, and I'm kind of curious how much it like, like that movie was dated when we were in high school and it's, still but it was totally still a worked. fun trip. And it didn't feel like teenagers, though. I think that's the thing. You know, I like, think... They really feel like teenagers. I feel like that. teenagers are still teenagers. Yeah. And so I think You that know, I think works. they're still, like, in class today, I think they're still a Spicoli. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. I, I think those people don't <laughs> really go away. They get cell phones now, but they're yeah. still a Spicoli in your class. Yeah, there's probably not giving advice. Well, maybe in Helena, because it's still classic rock radio. Maybe there is a guy who's like, whenever you're making out, play side two of Zeppelin four. <laughs> and then he doesn't even do that right, because they play uh, Cashmere, don't they? And that's not even on Zeppelin four. Yeah, it's totally screwed that up. <laughs> I totally forgot about that detail and I'm a Zeppelin fan. I knew about that because you used to scream it every time we watched it, dude. <laughs> Keenan Ivory Waynes. No. No, she doesn't know it. And then Rolling Stone pointed out that he is now the fifth most famous Waynes brother right now. And I was like, that's so brutal, but it's true. <laughs> And he used to be the the important one. So he was never the most famous one. I don't think it was always Damon Wayne. Damon Wayne always, always more famous than Keenan. But I think Keenan the, was the one who did in Living Color. Like that was his yeah, baby. that was his baby. So he was always the important Wayne's brother. He was, you know, I think he was the one really pulling the strings on everything. Yeah. Um, I like think Sean and Marlon are way more famous than yeah those two right now. What? I don't know if you've seen the. Uh, did you see the premiere of uh, Lethal Weapon? That wasn't next week. Maybe it is coming up. Yeah, I think it's next week. Uh, yeah, they got Damon Wayne's. Pl- I haven't seen the commercial, but Damon Wayne's played Murtaugh. Murtaugh. Yeah, how on Fox are you going to say I'm too old for this shit? That's what concerns <laughs> me. I know that shouldn't be the thing that concerns me, but that's what concerns me. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What do you what do you think? What do you think about the Lethal Weapon series? Like the movies or the or the show? The TV show is coming out. I'm Just, totally gonna give it a chance because. I love those movies and I can't watch them anymore because I just think about what an a-hole Mel Gibson is now. So it's ruined Lethal Weapon. So if there's a way I can get my Lethal Weapon, I'll take it. 
but I've heard it's a drama and not any kind of com buddy cop thing. If that's the case, I don't know. But I'm willing to give it a shot. I really hope they don't. <coughs> if they don't add some comedy in that, it's going to lose a lot of fans real fast. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Do you think they know about Leisure Suit Larry? No way in hell. The answer is thank God she doesn't know who Leisure Suit Larry is. I love Leisure Suit Larry, but I I know for a fact that doesn't translate to nowadays. I have the game Love for Sale. It was great one of game. The last, oh, so great. Great too. game. That's how I learned how to play Liar's Dice, too, which was fun. It was legitimately fun, but it was such a crazy, horrible game. Dude, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Men at Work, the movie. No. Yeah, no idea. She recognized Charlie Sheen. And I said two and a half minutes. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's where I've seen him. But no idea with Amelia West. Really? Is. Yeah. I We're not a Mighty Duck household. Sorry, Zach. We're not a Mighty Duck household. Uh, Jason and Jeremy London. Either. Either of them. <sighs> So of course, Jeremy London was Mallrats. Jason London was the more famous one, but now I'm struggling to think of. I think White Fang. He's in White Fang, right? That sounds right. I think he did a few of those uh, Jack uh, whatever movies. Jack Reacher? No. Oh, <laughs> is that still relevant? No, now? I was talking about the guy that wrote the stories they're based on. Oh, oh, gotcha. Ah, Jack. Jack London. Yeah. Was it Call of the Wild? Yeah. Did they do a movie for Call of the Wild? Yeah, that was the one that had uh, Doc Brown in it. Are you sure it's not White Fang? There's so much alike. People always mix them up. Uh, I even have a book that's got those I, I know, stories in them. And it's crazy because we were living in Bozeman in the time that those movies came out. But they had the premiere here in Helena for that and... Doc Burn or uh, Christopher Lloyd was here in town. Oh, nice! And He's been in town since then too. So he was promoting like a western he was doing or something that was in the middle states. I don't know. Uh, anyways, yeah, no idea. I was hope I would love to meet Christopher Lloyd someday. <laughs> Me too, dude. That guy. There's so much stuff I would love to ask him about. So many. If movies. you had to ask him one question, what would it be? Do you ever get tired of playing Doc Brown? Because that seems like what he does now. You know what I mean? Like, if he's on a talk show, they ask him about Back to the Future. Like, if he's in a cameo in a movie, they make him play Doc Brown. Like, I've seen a, a mashup of him playing Doc Brown in seven different things now. Yeah. Like, do you get sick of Doc Brown, or are you actually grateful for it? But I'd want an honest answer, and I don't think he'd give it. I think he would just be like, oh, yeah, Doc Brown, it was a chance of a lifetime. But I want to know, do you really like playing Doc Brown? That's what I would want to know. It's an awkward question, you know, I so think I'd never ask it. I was reading a thing uh, that it was a Q&A with uh, Peter Dinklage the other day, and they asked him if... If he goes down as just being Tyrion Lannister, would he be okay? Like, if people saw him on the street and only knew him as Tyrion, would he be okay with that? And he says, yes, it was a yes and no sort of thing where he was would be grateful that he did such a great job as a character yeah. that people know him for that. But 
at the same time, he's his own person and yeah. wants to be known as something beyond that. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. That seems like a, like I already know the answer to that. But I legitimately want to know, does he actually like hate playing Doc Brown at this point? Because I keep recycling him as Doc Brown. You know, I, different things. I, have, I have a feeling he... He has that yes and no in him. Like, I think he enjoys it when he's in the moment of it. Like, because when they had the whole 2015 thing with... Yeah. Where they were... Because Back to the Future 2 was in 2015. And we're doing that. You know, he played it a lot, so I think he enjoyed it. But I think he'd like to be known as Christopher on... Like, if you saw him in a bar... It's interesting you say that because I was watching him on all these different things because he did it for two or three different things around that all premiered on that date. And he really felt like he was going through the motions to me. Like he wasn't really thrilled about it, but he was just trying to like put a big face on because people were paying him money to do this. I don't know, but that's why I want to ask. <laughs> like, I, I just want, if I could get that as a legitimate answer, I would love to know that. But let's move on a little bit. Uh, Fart Man. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she laughed a lot when she saw the picture. I'm sure she's really intrigued at this point. Yeah. I'm debating whether... That, w- that was Hall- Howard Stern's alter ego for a while, wasn't it? I mean, he did it for the MTV Music Awards, and then like he had the a- intro for the Private Parts movie, which is really funny. <sighs> I... Like, I... I love that movie. I don't think I could ever watch it with River. No, I could never watch that with my kids. But I watched it with my wife. It's a surprisingly great movie to watch with your wife because at its core, it is a love story. And then you did like, what's really fun is after you watch it, you mentioned that they were literally in the process of getting a divorce while they were filming the movie. (laughs) He didn't know it, but the, the divorce was starting. Like when that movie came out, he was like in his he was living in a separate apartment because they were just trying to like get some space and they thought it'd be good for the marriage and all this i mean basically they were in the start of a divorce but he didn't realize it and like ivan reitman you know he did ghostbusters and did private parts was just like don't tell anybody about this don't talk about it on your radio show and he's like well it's a big deal i share everything about my life he's like this will tank the movie we made a movie about your affair about your love affair with your wife like this will not work if people know that your marriage is falling apart and he said ivan reitman was the one who clued him into the fact that his marriage was falling apart when they made that movie (laughs) it's just like how clueless do you have to be man to know that like this shit is going down that is hilarious (laughs) okay choose your own adventure books Yes. Nope. She had no idea. Really? Yeah. I, I I didn't know. I figured it could go either way. I figured like they always have so many older books in the library, maybe. She thought it might be Dungeons and Dragons. Because she just saw a title and so she thought it was like Dungeons and Dragons. No, I well it's funny because I I know my kids have like uh thumbed through some choose your own adventure books, so Okay, Mr. Mephist, or McFisto from Actung Baby, like Bono's character. No. Yeah. Um, not only did she not know it, but we were watching those Beavis and Butthead videos, and we watched the video for Lemon, 
which was off of our tongue baby and like she still didn't recognize him even though like the picture they used was from lemon <laughs> yeah and i don't know if i could really know it either it's a horrible song it's not a great album and no, it's i don't pretty give bad a shit album. about his characters bon is already a character uh jay davidson the the transsexual from stargate and the crying game no nope she had no idea i don't think she's seen stargate either my wife finally just saw it the other day uh carrie strug no Nope. Uh, Serenity walked by and saw a picture of the of the guy holding Carrie Strug, you know, her trainer. And she went, that's creepy. And then I tried to look at it through her eyes, and I was like, that is creepy. <laughs> I'm not even sure I know who Carrie Strug is. So in 96, she won the gold, but she, like, broke her ankle, and so she had to tape it up. And so after she won the gold, like, her trainer picked her up. And it's a really famous picture of, like, her trainer like holding her in the air and like I don't you would recognize if you saw the picture. I'm sure I'll show it to you off air. Uh laser discs. No. She did, but it's because I was talking about them. Because when I found that that one disc that we talked about. The um, vinyl movie yeah. disc. Yeah. I went on and on for weeks about laser discs and those things. And yeah. I I personally have only seen one movie on Laserdisc, and I'm pretty sure it's the same one you've seen. Men in Tights? Yeah. I've seen a few others, but um, like we watched a science video in, in a high school class that was oh, on Laserdisc. Oh, okay. And uh, my dad had a friend, and we watched one or two Laserdiscs that they had. But So I've seen like three or four probably. Uh, Laserdisc, or not Laserdisc, sorry, L.A. Gear Shoes. No. No. Uh, there's a picture of Michael Jackson holding a pair, so she asked if that counted, and I was like, no. <laughs> you guys totally know who Michael Jackson is. Floppy disks. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, she heard a teacher talking about them. Is what she <laughs> you know what's funny? Because um, there's a meme that I've seen on Facebook a few times, and it shows somebody holding up a floppy disk and somebody on a tumblr or reddit says uh look somebody 3d printed a save button (laughs) (laughs) that is hilarious (laughs) i never would have made that connection it's funny dude and i've just accepted that as the save feature now isn't that crazy yeah and that hasn't been a dead format for almost 20 years Yeah, and if you were a millennial how could you not think that that's a representation of the save but wow yeah that's that's amazing uh the show wings no no she had no idea great Uh, show but dial up modem no no, she didn't know. And I even made the... And then, like, we were looking at, like, the picture of the outlet modem, and then I went down, and it's written phonetically. <laughs> you can't talk about dial-ups and not make that noise, dude. How many Whee! years? Oh, that's that's the worst part right there. But it it was heavenly when you hit that sound because you knew you were going home. You're finally gonna get on the internet so you could look at your picture that took like five minutes to like go across the screen like seventy five times. 
a picture of a chick in a Budweiser bikini. <laughs> okay, Mark Knopfler. I'm going to say no, but that's kind of sad. No, but she totally knows money for nothing, like the song. And she knew the video. Too, I know so. my kids know Dire Straits. Yeah. Uh, graphic Equalizer. Ooh. Was that like a shocker realizing like how very little we use graphic equalizers nowadays? We're using one well, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm like looking at one literally yeah. right now. That and was it's like kind of sad, but she saw it. And it's, she knew. it's one of those things like, you know, I, you take a poll and you show somebody and say, name this device. I'm guessing 70% won't get it right. Yeah, she may not have been able to come up with the name, but she recognized what it was and what it did. She knew exactly what it did. Um, and I don't think I ever had a graphic equalizer around the house except for the mixer that we're working on right now. But, you know, the classic graphic equalizer. But she knew what, she, she knew what it was. Uh, TurboGrafx-16. No. Yeah, it's a video game system for all the millennials out there. Uh, it was a very... That was one. That was one that was like. Did you know anybody who had a TurboGrafx sixteen? I used to play them in the arcades. The thing, <sighs> the thing that was the draw was that they were the same in the arcade that they were at home. Like there was yeah. no difference in the graphics, which was phenomenal at the time. And it was the, the arcades were always better than the home games. It was basically the step between the Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and the regular Nintendo because it was a sixteen bit processor. Yeah. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? it was like That's why it's TurboGrafx-16. Yeah. I was going to say it was the first 16-bit, though, wasn't it? Uh, Carmen Sandiego. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? No. The show, the video game, book, anything? No. She had no idea. Could, should we sing it one time? Where, Where in, in the, the world, world is Carmen Sandiego? Sandiego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Glass Joe. I'm looking at you right now, and I'm I, I have I'm really convicted on this one because <laughs> you have a insane love for Punch, <laughs> out. Punch Out. Yeah, have my entire life too, <laughs> or most of my entire life. And I'm like wondering if there's a copy of Mike Tyson's Punch Out floating around this. I will tell you right now. Right now. Uh, yes, there is. <laughs> And it's been played all summer long. So go ahead, take a take a guess. Glass I'm gonna Joe. say no. Nope. Now do you <laughs> want to guess if she knows what punch out is? Yes. Do you think she knows what punch out is? No idea, dude. Been playing wow, it all really? summer long. No really? idea. Nope. No idea. <laughs> That's been in my shame. Like I go in the corner right over there and I play. It's in punch the same out. folder as porn. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't keep that. There's the internet now. <laughs> no, never keep a folder anymore, dude. But there's, I definitely have like Punch Out, and it's like, it's hilarious, dude. She had no idea. I've been playing it like literally all summer. I've been playing Punch Out because it, in theory, I played it once just to have fun because I hadn't played it in years. And like, I just bragged. A little before Zach left the show, I was like, "Dude, I can beat Punch Out without getting knocked down once," which was true for so long. 
and I'd replayed it like maybe eight years ago and it was still the case. I can't like I have such a hard time getting past Soda Pop Hensky all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know why, dude. And I've I've gotten all the way to uh, Mr. Dream now or Mike Tyson, depending on which version you're playing. And uh, I haven't quite beat him yet, but I'm still have like because I I always play it the right way. You know what I mean? It's no modulator stuff where you save in crazy spots. Like, oh, no. I start from, from Glass Joe. No, it's yeah. if you play Punch Out, you play from the beginning. It's part of the love of the game, dude. It doesn't really take that long. Like, there's three-minute rounds, but they're not even three minutes. They're they go so fast. Yeah, those seconds go so fast. But, uh, yeah, it's driving me crazy, dude. So Popansky. Oh, another thing that sucks about Punch Out now? So racist. It's so racist, dude. Would you sit there and play it now? It's just like the stuff Mr. Sandman says. You're like, no. like, Or Bald Bull is just like the worst Indian stereotype. Uh, pissed in a Honda is like yeah, the worst the... Japanese stereotype. King Hippo is the worst Filipino stereotype. Like uh, Soto Popensky, he was supposed to drink vodka and they said, no, you can't drink, you can't, like, I look, actually looked this up. It was looking up something else, but it came across it. Like, the, the video game company, when they put it onto Nintendo from the arcade version, were like, you can't have a character drinking in the game. Because he, like, guzzled vodka. So they traded it to, to uh, soda, soda pop. But he's still, like, a horrible Soviet like uh stereotype do you remember what color he is like his skin pretty red it's pink dude <laughs> he's a pinko <laughs> it's so bad there's so much it's just like it is the most politically incorrect game and you're playing a little white guy who beats them all up and you're the <laughs> hero it's horrible it's so horrible on every level you know um we as I've talked about on the podcast for a while now, we've been rewatch or watching Arrow, trying to get caught up, and we're about halfway through season three now, um, and it's still watchable, so we're still trudging forward. The one thing I had a revelation the other day is there was a racist thing I didn't think of at first. But as I watch it more and more, it really bothers me. It's uh, the character John Diggle, um, who's basically Arrow's right-hand man, the uh, African-American guy. Okay. Um, and they bring, like, the Arrow ends up with an apprentice, and, you know, every time they're in the field, it's usually... Arrow, um, his apprentice, and then John Deagle. The Arrow wears a mask. The apprentice wears a mask. John Deagle doesn't wear a mask because he's black and it's at night. <laughs> That's terrible. You know, and it, 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 go, it really Arrow. didn't, like, the first two seasons... It didn't bother me so much, but in the start of the third one, and spoilers, he ends up having a kid, and so he's a father now, and I'm like, 
you know, now is a good time to get this dude a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got like a lot of stuff going on in his personal life that really does like, you know, because they really play off the intrigue and stuff like the, um, you know, keeping your the public vigilante stuff separate from his personal life so that they don't cross over and you know, basically he finds out who they are and take his family hostage, that sort of thing. You know, your right hand man, you might want to get that dude a mask. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Okay, well we are running way long, so we should cut this off. But um if you wanna actually physically see us in this in this podcast, the first half hour we recorded onto the Not Safer Network page. Um, I don't know if you didn't catch the commercial on the feed. I don't know what to tell you. You had there was only like six of them, so yeah, you had an opportunity, but you could still watch it. Um, I think we're gonna do this next month, right? Yeah, we'll probably yeah. do it like uh, Monthly, every four or five right. episodes. Yeah, I think we're gonna do this regularly. It's a lot of fun, so you can get in and like ask us any questions or make fun of us or troll us. We definitely got some trolling <laughs> today. So. Thanks, fam. And anybody who is listening on Facebook Live that's listening to this now and actually download the podcast, thank you for joining us. Whole archive. It was at, a lot of fun. Yeah. Whole archive at montuggyskies.blogspot.com. And if you haven't checked this out on iTunes or anything that draws off the iTunes directory, which is a lot of stuff, um, you know, the last 25 or so episodes. So enjoy. So take it easy. I don't actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A Not Safe for Network podcast. Take that OD, you drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. <laughs> uh, you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm -hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on it because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm -hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm -hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. Yeah. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah, yeah, believe the mustache, because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache. Bad news. There's something about him that's not Something's right, and the characters pick off. up on it right away and they lock him away. <laughs> you know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache, and when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all-around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like, like he's uh, Norwe like, Norwegian. Yeah, he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. <laughs> the two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. <laughs> like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude. Oh, yeah, that punching... about getting Seminilla punching that bag. I think he might have given that punching bag salmonella. Well, every now and then it's insightful.
Find us on iTunes.